This is Hacker Public Radio, episode 3737 for Tuesday, the 29th of November 2022. Today's show is entitled, Review of Kobo Libre H20 Reader. It is hosted by Rowan and is about 12 minutes long. It carries a clean flag. The summary is Rowan talks about his new Kobo Libre H20 e-reader. This is Rowan. Welcome to another episode of Hacker Public Radio. Uh, today I'm going to be talking about my Kobu, 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 Kobo, H, Libra H2O e-reader. Uh, this was a Christmas gift, and uh, this episode was actually started probably last January, um, and I just never got around to finish it, but since we are down low for shows, I thought, hey, this might be easy enough to actually recorded and out the door. So here we go. I had been wanting an e-reader for a while. I just, I don't like reading books on my phone. It's just too small and the screen always goes dark on you way too quick and it's just, it's just annoying unless I like keep my finger on it and keep scrolling things. So I'd been looking uh, at either like a tablet or an e-reader or something, but I really liked the e-reader just because I wanted a, a more or less single application kind of device. And I also uh, really wanted um, to try out an e-ink display. And so I was looking around and the Kobo, I, I liked one, I liked you know, the e-ink, the size seemed like a good company, particularly because they are, um, running Linux on it, and I thought, you know, maybe I'd also be able to run my own distribution on it at some point. I haven't really looked into that to see how easy or possible that is, but that was one of the reasons for wanting this. So I mentioned what I wanted to my girlfriend, and being the wonderful girlfriend she is, it was under the Christmas tree last year. So the Kobo Libre H2O, um, it has a Freescale IMX6SLL 1 gigahertz processor in it. Comes with 512 megabytes RAM and an 8 gigabyte hard drive, which is very nice. I'm not even close to having filled that up. Um, it has a 7 inch HD 300 PPI e-ink touchscreen. Uh, that has a 680 by 1264 pixel resolution. Its dimensions, it's uh, 6.3 inches high by 5.7 inches by 0.3 inches deep, and it weighs about 6.8 ounces, or for the rest of the world, that is 159 millimeters high by 144 millimeters, wide by 7.6 millimeters deep and 192 grams. Uh, it's not too heavy, fits nicely in my hand. Um, you know, don't get tired holding it and reading for a while. Um, I do have a cover on it which now, which adds a little bit of weight, but it's nice. Um, the This particular model has two buttons on the one side, um, sort of a page forward, page back um, button. So when you're holding it in your hand, you can easily, with your thumb, um, 
page forward or page back with the buttons. Um, as I mentioned, it has a touch screen, so you can just flip your thumb like you're flipping a page uh, forward and back. Um, then the touch screen also then lets you, touching at the top, gives you access to like getting to your back out of the book, to your list of books, or to the the settings like the brightness or the font size and things. And if you touch down at the bottom, it will give you um, access to the current index um, or uh, table of contents for the book. All in all, it's pretty nice. Um, they does rotate, so if you you know you can rotate um, horizontally, vertically, flip it all the way around. So if you're left-handed or you just want to hold it, if you're not left-handed but you still like holding the book that way, you can you know easily read the book and use the buttons uh, to move in your left with your left hand uh, to move back and forth on the pages. Um, so that's very nice. Uh, sometimes you have to be a little careful. It will, like, if you start letting it, you're laying on your side or something, and it'll start flipping and wanting to rotate on you. And while the screen refresh is okay, it can be a little slow at times. Um, you know, so once it starts turning and you're turning the thing this way and that, trying to get it to the right, back to the right way, you just have to, like, make sure you pause and let it sort of catch up, um, Sometime, and you'll just see the screen sort of rotating around. Um, but other than that, it, it's pretty responsive. Um, I do have to say, it 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 handles a number of different formats. So like EPUB, a couple different EPUBs, um, PDF. It handles the CZR. Some of the um, the the archives they use for um, like comics and stuff like that online. Um, I have to say, a PDF that is basically like a scanned images of the pages can be very painful. Like, it just takes it a while to render a page. And then if you have to, like, scroll, like zoom in or, you know, because it's like double column pages and the text is small, then you try to zoom in on the one column, it, it, it can be a little painful to read those kind of PDFs. Um, i trying to remember if I've really read that many of like PDFs that are more text-based. I don't remember off the top of my head. Um, I mostly have been reading through EPUBs. Um, the one thing um, with this, it does, uh, to get back to its things, it does have a good battery life. I It has a 1200 milliamp hour battery. Um, I think, now I haven't used it quite as much as I was hoping to, but um, I think I've had it almost a year now, and I've maybe charged it four or five times. Um, so it does have really good battery life. Um, you know, if it's just sitting there, it will go into a deep sleep mode. You can turn it off. Uh, there's a power button on the back of the device. Um, it has, for connectivity, you have Wi-Fi, which is 802.11bgn, and then it also has a micro USB for either um, data and for powering, um, recharging the batteries. Um, you can, if you plug it in, just like it will show up as like an external hard drive, and you can just copy your books manually or directly onto the um, the e-reader, and then when you Re, you know, take it off the um, USB connection and it boots back into the OS. 
it will automatically like find the book and add it to the library for you. Um, I found, well I knew about, but I started using Calibre or Calibre or Calibre, the ebook management. Um, it's very nice. I like it. It's great for like particularly like adding <coughs> metadata and stuff like that to the books. Um, open source. It also um, has a number of different, uh, it has plugins and there's a number of different plugins for various things. But the one thing I did found, find is Kobo apparently has their own, they call it KEPUB, which is our own, you know, special EPUB format that I guess helps optimize for their devices to make them run a little faster. And I think it also helps with pictures for like rescaling. And that's one thing I found with some EPUBs is the regular EPUBs is like an image might be too big and you it won't scale it to the page. You sort of have to scroll around the page to see the whole image. And with the um, K-Pub stuff, I, I haven't run into that. I mean, you can zoom in, but it generally will be resized to the right size of um, your e-reader. And so there's a plugin, third-party plugin for Calibre that um, you can, when you push a book from Calibre to your device, it will automatically convert it to the uh, KEPUB, and that's been working great. Uh, I really like that. And it, they do load faster, and the pages turn faster. I'm not sure what the difference is. I know they add some extra sections and stuff, so maybe it just makes it easier for the e-reader to figure out like the layout and things um so let's see so i have really been enjoying it um like i said it can feel a little slow at times but you know especially with the pdfs of images but overall like it's it's pretty snappy um i don't use the wi-fi to like connect to any bookstores so i haven't actually used any of that those features. I think Kobo has their own, and I think you can connect to some others. I've generally just been buying EPUBs um, online and downloading them, and then moving them over. Um, trying to think what else. I guess that pretty much covers it. it like I said, if you're looking for a, a, an e-reader, I, I really recommend this one. It was $169, so not super cheap, but not super expensive either. And it is really nice. It is also, you know, it has the H2O, it makes it, it's waterproof to a certain degree. Um, and uh, and the e-ink, I really love it. It's pretty amazing. I mean, I you, you take it outside in bright light. I took it to the beach and was sitting on the beach at high, you know, middle of the afternoon. No problem reading. It comes with a backlight that will automatically sort of adjust um, depending on the light level in your room. Um, and that works really nice. You can, um, <clears throat> you know, manually modify that, the brightness, if you want. Um, so I found that, that the e-ink really, like, it does meet all those things it talks about. It is like electronic paper. It, it's pretty neat. I'm, I'm really glad I went with that. Um, it is black and white. I know the new, some of the newer versions of there's some e-ink displays with color, but I'm not sure there's out in for any e-readers, and they I know it's pricey still. Um, you're not going to find something probably under three or four hundred dollars that would have a, a color e-ink display. 
um, have a bunch of links to the various um, websites for the Kobu and uh, information about it and about Calibre and stuff and EPO. Uh, and those are in the show notes. And with that, I will say please pick up a microphone, record something you find interesting. I know Hacker Public Radio will find it interesting also. And thank you for listening. have been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. Today's show was contributed by a HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, you click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hosting for HBR has been kindly provided by anhonesthost.com, the Internet Archive and rsync.net. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution 4.0 International License.